There we go. Shoot the defence. Blimey. What weekend it's been. Steve, Rod, how you doing? I, I still all right. Yeah, congratulations on the, the new job, young man. Yeah, yeah, new position till the end of the season. Trying to help Doncaster stay in League One and work with uh, an up-and-coming manager, I think, and hopefully they've got enough games and enough points to play for to do it still. Excellent, excellent. Well, good luck to you, mate. Good luck to Thanks. you. It's been a, a long time coming, man, but you're there now. One yeah. foot in the door and all that. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Rod? Yeah, you right? Good young man. Yeah, yeah. That nice gilet you got on there. No, no, it's my goal. He kicked himself out. <laughs> He's kicked himself out. Oh, mate, this is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely bloody brilliant. Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I didn't even cut him out. He did it himself. Honest to God. Yeah, Honest I did. It, I, did I did do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it bigger and then put it out, clicked out. It is me thinking he's going to have a go at me, but fucking hell, Jesus. No, that was me. Oh, mate. But you, you good though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Sun was shining today, so always good when nice. the sun's shining. Yeah, sun's shining, but Jesus Christ, it was shining all over the Etihad yesterday, man. Fuck me. That was a pounding. Mm. Mm. First half was, was, was really good. You know, but they've obviously... I wonder if they've had a chat, you know, we go toe-to-toe with him, but yeah. First half was good, but second half they weren't brave enough to 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 play that way. They were just scared of him and City up to a level, and they probably could have up to more. But when you've got players, you know, dropping deep, not working as a team, you know, we know this anyway. The, the team of individuals, even the, the 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 subs that come on, you think, all right, two Manchester lads, you know, come on, get stuck into them. Even worse. Nothing. So, Nothing. what did, yeah. what did you make of that system though? The the two uh, the two what they well, you can pick your bones out of it, but the set, you can pick your bones out of it. The first half, well, City weren't weren't great first half, but you know, they probably caught off guard. And I don't know, yeah, obviously, Pep's got him in there. That that stoppage probably didn't help on the on the fifth thirty fifth minute because he could see him giving him information, and from that point onwards, it was just. And he's obviously got him in at half time, and yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good, it wasn't good. Steve, what do you think the, the the thought process was behind that system? In all fairness, I thought for the first 10, 15 minutes, okay, apart from the goal, they were all right, they were all right. But again, more defensive lapses cost. United, as per usual. But when you saw those two, when you saw Pogba and, and Fernandez as effectively centre-forwards, what was going on in your mind? Uh, well, I, I never thought that um, they would score from open play, but they obviously did through Sancho. But uh, I never felt threatened by the team selection. Um, I think, obviously, it's packing the team full of midfield players and your two best attacking midfield players playing up front, but they'll naturally drop deep and get behind the ball. Um but at a, at a cost, I never thought United had any threat. And only when Sancho Ball carried to score, um, and it was a really good goal, but I, n I never thought it would happen again, and I never felt concerned. You there, Rod? Yeah, what um, What do you make of Maguire? <laughs> well, not... Why, 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 do, why do you think he put like, let it come through his legs, and why didn't he just put it out for a corner? I don't think he can move. My opinion, 
And I, I don't think it's really an insult. I don't think he can move his feet, his hips or his mind quick enough, Rod. Well, think... he's, he's opened his legs quick enough to do it. Yeah, true. Well, well it's obviously, obviously just a gamble and a, a gamble that he's sucking his own penalty area. So... You know, you can pick your bones out. Roy Keane touched on a, a bit of it, but Lindelof and Fred are just stood there watching. Yeah. Just stood there watching. Even though when, when Foden's done that to him, all right, get back in. Yeah. If you would have got back in, you'd have been marking uh, De Bruyne, but both of them were just stood there. And, it, you know, you could pick, pick the bones out of... No, he, he was kind saying six, six players. I, I would say more. More Rod, still, there's something else I picked up on as well with that goal, and I have to uh, forgive him, Sancho. I have to, I have to give him the respect because when the ball came into De Bruyne and he scored, you've got Sancho just running back into the penalty area. Now, obviously, the first thing I saw was the red shirt, and I said to myself, "What's Sancho doing? How come he's not marking?" But then I remember. He's Manchester United's best attacking threat on the left wing. He shouldn't be anywhere near his middle of his penalty area. It's not his yeah. job. So yeah. I ended up giving him respect for it. Uh, I, I thought it was loose, but then I thought he shouldn't even be there. So that was the the failure of having, you know, you'd rather Pogba be there. Six foot four, six foot five, you know, arms and legs, you know, used to being in his own penalty area. So the fact that they had Fernandes and Pogba up front, it came at a cost. Because you were asking people like Sancho to not only score a goal, but to get back, you know, closer to your own goal. You can't do the job. Do you know what? I think the most disappointing thing from a from a Man United perspective is that I remember back in the in the nineties when United were obviously ahead of City. There was only a couple of times where United battered City. There was the five 0 where Kanchos has got the hat trick, but apart from that, I can't re- re- really remember when United took City apart. But these days, it's more frequent that, that, that City are doing it. And the 2-0 the at Old Trafford was one-way traffic it, it, to the point where Pep didn't even need to make any substitutions. It could have been more. I think he took his foot off the gas at half-time. He thought, I feel sorry for these lot. And yesterday, while, all right, United scored and the first half was okay, second half was almost as if, right, throw the towel in. They were being outpowered. They were being outthought, outthought, technically way behind Man City. And I'm going to say this again, and Rod, you're probably going to disagree with me, and you're more than, more than we're well within your rights to. But I, I just don't think Bruno Fernandes is as good as social media make him out to be. I'm sorry, I, I don't... I don't. I think, I think it'd be better with better players. He's trying to do yeah. too much. And, yeah, but that the assists and the goals are clearly there. But he obviously needs better players around him too. Well, at, the minute, at the minute, you take him and Ronaldo out of that side, they would be fighting relegation. You think? No joke. No joke. Wow. Well, you what? What? Well, <laughs> you think who, how many that. people? Who else have scored goals in in that in that side apart from them two? I think I, you've got I to throw. That. I think Rodri would be right if you throw David De Gea in as well. Oh, well, at least if you if you're having to rely on Lindelof and and uh, Maguire, but Lindelof, Lindelof is is clearly in big games. He's not focused enough. He's just clearly not. He gets away with, with the shittier sides. He can't do it with the bigger sides, and that's where mm. we lose out in the big game. I can see a couple of years ago, once against Chelsea, 
Arsenal. It, it, it happens every year with him. Why are you playing him? We've already seen that story. Why put Jones on or put Bailly on? One of them. Not they can't play together. They're too similar. They just can't. Mm. And you play what about Wan Bissaka. Wan Bissaka. We know Wan Bissaka. He's not good enough. He's, he may be a, a nice lad. He can't cross the ball. And now he's defending. He's getting bullied off Phil Foden. Absolute bullied. I mean, mm. pushed to the floor. Yeah, it's like, mate, you can see him coming. You can't just like stay there, limp. What do you think he's gonna do? Yeah, it's just, it was, it was... it's just, it's just not. It's just, it's just for me. It's just unfocused, unprepared, and just out of the depth. And don't forget, don't forget. You know, Rodri's right about the relegation, and I'm saying De- David De Gea has kept them in games and helped them get points this year. And they've now still only scored from one set play after uh, 158 corners. It's 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 bad material. And when you and when you look at the the prices that the, that we've outspent spent City, that's got to start from way up top. Who is buying yeah. these players? Who is in charge? Yeah. Why is not? Why is the midfield the most important part of the pitch? Why is that our weakest? It's just unacceptable. Why it's is Darren it. Fletcher still on the bench? Why, <laughs> why manager, manager doesn't even know why he's on the bench. Manager what is going on? Know. He's just Darren, a, like that to me is just a rat in the camp. Darren just, Fletcher saying that the academy is absolutely amazing, brilliant, and all kids should go there, but puts his own kids into Man City's. <laughs> Make sense of that. Do you know what, though? I'm going to say something which might piss off a lot of United fans, but I, I couldn't give a shit at this moment in time. Um, I keep hearing, the Glazers this, the Glazers that. All right, we know they're parasites. We know they, they don't have the, the club's best intentions at heart. But we've gone beyond the point now of saying they don't spend money. Remember, we always used to say, or we used to hear a lot of United fans saying they don't spend money. It's, they're not spending their money. They're spending the club's money. Over a billion has been spent since Ferguson has gone. Mm. A billion. <laughs> a billion. On what? Yeah. <laughs> On what? I know. Think I about know. it. Like, think about it. Honestly, when you when you it's, it's gonna take, list. it's gonna no, this is no bullshit. It's gonna take at least 10 years. We're 10 years behind. We're 10 100%. years behind City in a minute. The infrastructure, the everything next to the ground, it's all correct. United's Grounds falling to pieces. Carrington's out of the way. They try. They, they, they're saying they're going to move out of there now. No, they're going to refurbish it. Everything should have been next to Old Trafford. They've got the money. They've got the. There's, there's more enough land there. And they should have done it years ago, and they don't. They haven't because they've just been raping the money, raping the club with money. And yes, they've been given funds, but the managers they've brought in, they've tried to put plasters over old wounds and it's just not working it's just not working so it's going to take at least for me 10 years to get yeah, back to where to where uh, they, I, they want to be because if, the they, if they keep on trying chasing i think you've got to look at liverpool's liverpool it took them 30 odd years mm. Do we really want to wait that long you've got a you've got a little like someone said last night re, just a reset absolute reset and just start from the bottom and just can't keep on trying to buy these top class players and, and have no infrastructure and, and, and no it's just it's just not working. 
clearly not is, working. The thing is, Rod, at, at the risk of defending them, because I'm not, I'm not defending the Glazers. Don't get me wrong. Don't, I, I don't want you to think that for a second. But they're not football people, right? So while the appointments are made on their watch, they're not the ones. They're, they're just signing it off, right? So it's the people below them, you know, like Ferguson that brought in David Moyes, like. Uh, Woodward that brought in Van Howe and Mourinho and Solskjaer and now Rangnick and then who, and then Richard Arnold is going to bring in the next guy. So are, are we talking about a club here that has got absolutely zero structure? Because before we were questioning well, it. Well, well, no. It's... well, no, because I think they've got this Ralph Ragnitsch and he's going to be in here two years afterwards. So he's going to, he can see within now. It's probably he's probably not going to get the job, but whoever he does bring in or does want to bring in, that he's going to be saying he's going to give them the, the, the manager, the new manager, the right information about these players that we need to get rid of and who we need to keep. He quite, can't, can't quite clearly say what he wants to say because he comes across quite honest bloke and, and he's quite he's very understandable with, it, with his talk after games. Very upfront, but I'm pretty sure he's hiding a few things. Can't quite click like this Ronaldo thing, this Jesse Lingard thing, this Marshall thing. You know, there's a pattern emerging here it's because he's only beginning six months. So some of the players might be thinking, "We, you know, we're going to be here six months. Definitely a job now." But they're quite clearly not thought he's going to be a big influence who gets the job though, and he'll be giving him the right information about these players. You know, there's at least four or five of them definitely gone. Cavani's gone. Lingard's gone. Pogba's gone. Who else is there? Martial's gone. Matter's gone. Well, Martial isn't really gone. Severe that don't, don't want to spend the no, money I know, but, for him. Yeah, but he's not... He's still going to get rid of him, aren't they? He's been there five years now. and He's not got the right attitude. You need to bite the bullet. Marcus Rashford, I'd, I'd, I'd spent... I'd, Cashing on him. He's not good enough. Rod, can I ask you a question, mate? Obviously, full respect for what you're saying there, but you know you say you'd cash in on him. Hand on heart, who do you think would buy him? Arsenal. A team in, a a team in black and white. Arsenal, <laughs> Newcastle, Tottenham. Do you think? Well, no, no. Because he's clearly lost something. Something's clearly not right with him. Clearly but, not right with him. Well, if he goes to Arsenal, he's another Welbeck. He's absolutely, completely. No, but there is talent there. We've seen it. But we've not seen it that we should be seeing it at a club like Manchester United. Consistently, that's what you've got to do. If you're playing at Manchester United, you know that as well as I do. And he's not doing it. And his attitude when he comes on, his, his got... shoulders are like that walk he does. Check sprint after the ball. And if yeah. no one's helping you, fucking tell him. Did you see what he did? With his, did you see what he did for his most effort yesterday? Just, every time Boxing. I looked at him and Lingard, they seem to be. You can you can't blame Lingard to be honest, because they've, 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 done, they've done him dirty. Rashford but, still found the energy to hug Zinchenko. He made sure of that. Good PR move. PR. Yeah, and then absolutely. you know there's reports saying you know he's not happy with the, the game time. Have you been for real? Is he? Is that? If that's true, is he for, for real? Seriously? I think. I think two players are obviously not going to go through the whole team, but the best form for Manchester United, Harry Maguire, and Marcus Rashford, is when they chose to sit deep on the edge of their own box, and there was no grass behind for Maguire to 
get destroyed. And then they would break from the halfway line and find Rashford with the ball as quick as they could. And there was half a pitch of space to run into for him to have a go. That was when he was at his best. Now everybody's mad for this pressing, getting up to the halfway line. That means Maguire's on the halfway line with half a pitch behind him and he's getting nailed every week. And if Rashford gets any pass at all, there's a load of bodies in the way. There's a load of shirts back behind the ball and he's not got any vision and he's not got a trick. So I think the two of them don't suit Manchester United's current style of play and that's why they're not good enough to be in their team. You, you see, you're seeing it with his, his, the booking. You can clearly see you're not going to get that ball. Yeah. But, you know, oh. he's not quick enough to, to stop and go with him. So he's got to take him out. Yeah. And, sh- yeah, it's it, it's a it's a problem because he's, he's people are targeting him because he's he's not the, the quickest. No. And, yeah, so it's a catch-22. You can't really play that press with Ronaldo. No. Because you don't really do it. Uh, and then you've got a weakness with... This is why I couldn't believe what Tim Sherwood was saying with, when, he, when he's saying with um, Varane. Varan, yeah, he's not lit the the world up, but when he's played, we've not conceded more than one goal. So right. there's your stat right there. So yeah, when he plays, it's Maguire. It's just he's getting mm-hmm. found out. He's really getting found out, and he's he's having a bad year, a really bad year. And it's get, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah, it is. Steve, no Diaz. Apparently, no. Sorry, I've got a quick quick one of that as as well there at the end, mate. Why is McTominay coming out. Why is the captain not coming out? That's another grievance he had. Yeah. Why is he letting the, the, the young 25-year-old coming out? He should be standing in front of that and doing it. He's the captain. Win or lose. Because he's yeah. an embarrassment, mate. He's an no embarrassment. Bit. No, but that's what you'd expect your captain. To be brave, under, especially under them circumstances, <laughs> and come out in front of the media. He's thinking, yeah. who's in the studio? Like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. Do you want to yeah. do it? I, I think you make it. a great point. Shit himself. I mean, it's soft. It's it's soft. If you want to be captain, you want to be the leader, you want to be all that. You've got to do all that comes with it, success and the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Good mm-hmm. one. Like right, Steve Diaz is out for five to six weeks. Yeah. Um, Stones and Laporte. I'm not sure if they will be uh, the two central defenders playing regularly in the season. I don't know when Ake is going to be back. Maybe Pep might go for three at the back with with Stones. Uh, sorry, with um, Carl Walker. I'm not sure how it will pan out, but it's a big loss, no doubt. But again, City just cruised past United, especially second half, mate. Of course they did. And they've got um, Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, I think now, Diaz and Edison, um, pretty much right through the middle of the team. You wouldn't want any of them to come out of it. But I, I don't know about the, the, the it not being Stones and Laporte, Stel. I think it's almost as good as any pair in the Premier League and in Europe. Um one right foot to one left. Both can score from a set play. Both fit and young and in form. And just Diaz is actually better than the pair. So, so it's only marginal. So I don't see it being a huge problem. And I only see Aki, if it's going to be six weeks for Diaz, just dipping in for one or the other for a game, maybe, or a game or two. But if it's a block of work of six weeks for Stones or Laporte, as a Manchester City supporter, I'm absolutely fine with that. Okay. okay. Could Walker play there? Would Walker play there? Do you reckon? No, only in the only of a back three. No, no, no. Stone, 
Stones and Laporte have been outstanding. It's already a partnership. It's just that when Diaz plays, it's just marginally, but marginally better. No, I mean, no, if like one of them picks up an injury, would would he play? That would he? Could he be a pop? Well, you'd be you'd be cursed if you did. But you'd obviously dip Ake back in then, and then you'd be trying to get Diaz fit oh, yeah. towards the end of the six Ake. weeks. Yeah. But um, no, I'm I'm all in on Stones and Laporte. And I've got I've got no issue there. So Bielsa's gone, boys. We had a feeling that'll be it for him. Uh, I think it, it's come later rather than sooner, to be honest, for, for a lot of Leeds fans. The ones I've spoken to, they're, they're gutted that he's gone, but at the same time, they're, they're a bit pissed off that he's continued to stick with the same players that were in the championship and didn't really enhance the squad. Jesse, Jesse Marsh has come in. He had a bad time at Leipzig. But to be fair, they really gave it a go at Leicester. And in all fairness, I think if they continue playing this way, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, well, I want to congratulate you, first of all, because there's been no Bielsa haters. He's had no bashers. He's had a lot of exaggerated praise that we've discussed on here. And a conversation normally starts with, I love Bielsa. And then it went to, I love Bielsa, but... And then it's, I love Bielsa, now he's gone. But you were the very first to basically out him via questioning him. Uh, far before the horse was bolted. So, well well done to you. Um, and it does feel like it was the right time for him to go because he wouldn't change and they were starting to get hammered. And I don't know much about uh, this Jesse Marsh, but I've heard his interviews and it just sounds like of a load of um, hot air, really. And I don't know how the players will respond to it, but we'll we'll see. They're not out, they're, they're not out of the mud, though, yet, are they still? No, not at all. Not at all, but... On the basis of the game against Leicester City, they they really, really did themselves proud, I think, anyway. And they were obviously they were quite wasteful in front of goal when they had a few opportunities to to get a, a really important goal when they got sucker punched. But with Bamford back, I know he was on the bench, Gilhart came on, he did pretty well. So I, I think once Marsh starts implementing his way, they'll be all right. I saw them defending as a unit. I saw them defending in numbers. They didn't overcommit going forward. I think they'll be all right. There's a different, there's a different mentality at the club. They did seem it was sort of like a siege mentality, Steve. In all fairness, at the weekend. Um, well, it doesn't take much, you know, we, we, to get them running. We know, we know that they're fit when they don't get injured. But in terms of their their running data, we know they're willing to put the legwork in the team. The fans are absolutely fanatical and will get behind them, and they're very very committed. I think I'm with you. I think if they show that commitment and possibly tighten up a little bit, they will just have enough to win a game, draw a game, lose a game even in that sequence and certainly be better than Norwich, Watford and Burnley, in my opinion. But uh, I don't expect it to be plain sailing. But I'm, I'm, I'm siding with you in terms of, I think, their commitment, and especially if Bamford can get back on the pitch, they'll possibly win, win lose, draw all the way to the end of the season and that'll be enough. Rod Everton are losing at the moment against Spurs. Obviously, I'm not watching. I don't know if you, if you are, but with with Leeds with a new manager, um, Burnley. Right, listen to this. To listen to this. Go on. Go on. This, is, this is Everton's fixture list, right? So obviously Tottenham. Yep. Tottenham, Wolves, Newcastle, West Ham, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, Brentford. Arsenal, Leicester again, 
and they've got three games to be announced, which they'll probably be targeting Crystal Palace, Watford and Burnley. They're 3-0 down. With no way. They're 3-0 down with uh, five minutes until they're... I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, I, I will be very, very surprised if Everton get relegated. Honestly. Well, have you seen if the they do, well, they don't. If they get... I'll be surprised if they don't get relegated. Yeah. Because so they're, who, they're they're like third, they're like fourth bottom or third bottom, aren't they? Yeah. And if you've seen the fixture list, they've got Tottenham tonight. They've got Wolves away. They've got Newcastle, West Ham, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Where's their win out of there? And and who benefits Burnley or what? They're only a, they're only what a point. Like, Watford and Norwich are gone, aren't they? I think they're they're only a point above Burnley, and they still have a game in hand. But Burnley's, Watford are on nineteen. Burnley's fixture list is Brentford. City, Norwich, West Ham, Wolves, uh, Watford, Aston Villa, Tottenham, Newcastle, Villa, Southampton, Everton. You see, with Burnley, if, even if they don't win, you fancy that they might get a nil-nil a couple of times. So there, there would be two points. Now, I know that's not a lot, but you get the feeling they might get a shutout. I'm not getting that feeling with Everton, in all fairness. So, yeah, again, you make a great what, point. I think what I'm getting at there is... Everton play all the top sides yeah. and, and the rest don't. And I mean all the top sides. Did you see their game against Boreham Wood? I heard it was I heard it was turgid. Mate, they started with three at the back. <laughs> they didn't have a shot on goal, Boreham Wood, either. No, but they started with three at the back against a non-league team. Oh, come on, man. There's showing respect and there's taking the piss. Like, I'm sorry. Is he going to be another one, um, uh, you know, a great player, but, you know. Yeah, sad job. It looks like it, doesn't it? It looks like it, doesn't it? They've got some it? players there, though. But, yeah, but we've been saying that about Everton for the last your, Well, season. 20 guy a, week, uh, a year, guy. Okay, Duncan. I get picked. What's happened to him? Yeah, but he's even he's even on the bench. Is he injured? What, what's, what's going on with him? I don't oh, even he's know. He's down again now. When was the last time he played? The three down, yeah. I don't know. They, they, they got him in. They got him in a fortnight ago, and then he's back out again now. So, <sighs> Jesus Christ! Uh, so yeah, all, the, you know, you 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 do, have a good season, and then sometimes you don't see him again because they get involved with the modelling and all the rest of it and all that comes of it. That's your job, football. That's what you got to concentrate, on, and it gets lost. Look at Deli Alley. Yes. Can he get in the team? Yeah, it's a very good shout. It's a very, very good Is Van der Beek playing tonight? I can find out for you, mate. Uh... Van der Beek. I think Van der Beek plays over him, doesn't he? And that mm. Ali's on the bench. Yeah. Let's have a look. Let's have a well, look. Ali won't be able to play. He's on loan, isn't he? Yeah, true. Is he on loan? Tottenham. Not really. Thought... No, 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 no. He's, no, he's, he's a permanent he's, signing. He's, he's on the bench. He's there, right? The All oh, right, okay. So he's yeah, on the bench. And, and, uh, Van der Beek is playing. Van der Beek is playing. Right. So that says a lot, doesn't it? That he's gone to Everton and he's not on the bench. I mean, he's on the bench. He's not even mm. playing. Jeez From where he was four or five years ago, talking, you know, Real Madrid and playing for England, doing brilliantly. And now, he can't even get in Everton's side. Mm. It it's a pretty, shame. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's looking bleak. It's looking very bleak for Everton. Wow. Um, but as, as for Spurs... You know, they're, they're doing all right at the moment, being free new up, but we know what Spurs are like. They could get a good victory and then, you know, suffer a, a heavy loss. But the, We play Spurs more, Saturday. That's right. Yeah. 
That's right. But what about Arsenal, boys? Top four. I'm we play- didn't rule it out at the beginning of the season. We didn't rule it out. And we playing out well. Playing well. Yeah, yeah playing yeah. well. And do you know what? Everything's come together. <laughs> and do you know what, Steve? What I liked about Arsenal's victory yesterday, in injury time, they were shithousing, which yeah. is something I haven't seen Arsenal do in a long time. Yeah. Time-wasting, going down, Tierney, pretending that he's been, he's been winded when he was handed the ball. This this is something that we don't see from Arsenal. So crikey, they they they're growing some balls now. Yeah, they're getting the dark arts. The young lads are getting mature. They're getting games, wins, experience under the belt, and then they're full of confidence. And once you uh, get solid at the back, and then you get your good players like Saka, Odegaard, and Lacazette appears to be doing a brilliant senior job on the front line. It all starts coming together. Then then momentum can take you to really good places. So, Rod, what 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 do you make of Arsenal now? <laughs> um, well, it's theirs to lose now, isn't it? Really, they're a point above us with three games in hand. Incredible, so, that, isn't it? Yeah, that's big. So, that, so that's you know, ten points. Yeah. So we've what 12, 11 games to go. Sorry, Rod. What's the goal difference? Uh, United and Arsenal. Four, Just in... four, four or five, I think. In United's favour at the moment. Arsenal. Arsenal have got a better. Better goal difference. Oh, they've got, uh, all, they've got, they've got everything in the favour. five, yeah, by five. So, there's another point. Yeah. But, you know, Arsenal, yeah, we've got, yes, we've got to play them, but that means Arsenal have got to lose three games in the last 11, and we've got oh, to win all game. ours with Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea to play. No, I don't see it. And Arsenal have got three in hand. I don't, see it. I don't see us even getting fifth. I see Tottenham doing it. No, what I seen yesterday, no chance. Mm. No chance. Well, all the other teams have got spirit for a start. Yeah. The only thing, the only, the only comfort you've got is, you know, for, for Champions League, for big games, you've got some big game players, so they might go up for the occasion. But for the week in, week out, no chance. Mm. I think six. Look at where Tottenham are. Tottenham are forty-five points, uh, two games in hand. They're only two points behind us. So if we get a bad result against them on Saturday, mm. yeah, so oh don't boy. you getting fifth? Yeah. Oh boy. That's so there's, there's, I made him have a little bet on that. United to yeah. finish six and Everton to go down. After being Uncle Paddy, see if you're doing me a darn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Can you know, Wolves. Wolves lost against Crystal Palace and Wolves were doing so well up until the, the loss against Arsenal. Um, I, I don't know whether that's just un- uncharacteristic of them defensively. Um, seems to have the same problems at the, beginning of the, at the beginning of the season whereby they're creating chances, not scoring, and they're conceding silly goals. Well, yeah, they're, they're not inconsistent. They've got a formula now that is give them a platform to, you know, suggest they're going to have a good season but I do think they're still a new team a relatively new team with a new manager and they've got one of those quirky results in them despite them doing so well this year and that's what we saw the other night Rod, so what's the problem then? Is it a lack of goals? Is it yeah. not having a goal scorer? Not... Yeah Yeah. Leicester? No, Wolves No, Wolves uh, yeah, because they're not conceding many, are they? So, 
Um, yeah, they're not they're not free scoring though, are they? You know, you're... no, they're not scoring a lot either. So it's either by the odd goal, or they got a drubbing on the on the weekend, though, didn't they? So yeah, it's it's hard to score goals, and obviously centre forward since he's come back, he's, he's not really been the same person, which is understandable. It's the injury he had. Has he scored but, a um, header with that? Um, I'm not sure. Injury, with I that think, head guard on, I think he has. Yeah, I think he scored one. Right, I think he has. Don't quote me on that though. No, I'm, I feel I'm the same. Someone will tell us. But um, missed the, the lost Traore. Um, that gives them an extra spark when when they're obviously struggling. They've lost that now, so um, it's still punching above the weight. I, I feel. Where where are they in the league? The where are they? Eighth. Uh, yeah, eighth, eighth, yeah, eighth yeah. in the league. So no, that's punt. That's where the no, it's better teams should you think you think Leicester should be above them? You know, uh, Graham Potter's fell off a cliff, unfortunately. Um, uh, Eddie Howe's picking up. There we go. So yeah, things are looking up. Was there any doubt that Eddie Howe's going to turn things around? Oh, here we go. Not easy. To, oh, not oh, easy to, it's not easy to get a group of stars together and start winning games. Ask Ralph. Well, I said I only. I'll, I'll throw this back to you. It's all yours. But, but on your show, I said one line: Newcastle will stay up more comfortable than anybody realizes. What what United what United missed out on here is getting Kieran Trippier because when he's coming today, he's given he's him a bit of influence of experience, quality, goals. That's what we needed. And they're just... All the players that have come in have helped him massively. And he's been the catalyst for it. Well, he's been injured the past couple of weeks, hasn't he? No, I know. But for when he come in, he was the way that Eddie Howe was talking about him, the way the assist, he was scoring free kicks, his attitude around the training ground, his experience, giving people confidence. You know, footballers with confidence are totally different players. Yeah, true. true and he read true. that, and the players that they brought in obviously have bought into it, and, and they've performed as well. And they've just gone from strength to strength. Um, Fraser is up there for um, contender for player of the month. He's another player that's uh, going through a purple patch under under Eddie Howe. Yeah, well, he's, he's another good player, and Eddie Howe knows him obviously because he's been at Bournemouth, and he might have. You don't know behind the scenes; he might have been carrying a little injury because all players as soon as the first game starts you're always playing with little niggly injuries so and he's a quick little quick merchant so you, you know you're going to get a, a vein of form in the season and you're going to have a dip and obviously this is I'm going through his little purple patch at the minute mm-hmm. but I think it's Steve's right keeping you up Steve's- <laughs> well, I think he's got he's got work tomorrow. He's got work. Tomorrow. He's getting up and going to work at half five in the morning. He's like he's that yawning, thinking, "Can I M sixty two? Jesus. Um, all right, I'll tell you what. Let's let's talk about one more game then before we wrap it up. Then Brentford gave Norwich a hiding uh, at Carroll Road. Uh, Ivan Tony with a hat trick. In all fairness, boys, I thought. Last week, that Brentford will get sucked in because their form hasn't been great. But that's a very, very big win. If you look at the goal difference compared to Leeds, I think Brentford are like 17 goals better off. Well, I think Brentford have got to win every five games in them where others haven't. 
and that'll be enough. They've got the, the still the newness that the, the, the crowd. I know they've all got good crowds in the Premier League. They've got the Ericsson factor now, which makes it a carnival atmosphere. He's got his own quality. Um, Steve, do you, do you think he should have come back though? Do you think he should have come back? I'm sure he's explored every option still to make it in his favour to come back. I'm sure he considered retiring. Do you mean? Do you mean that? Do you mean he, he shouldn't have played football again? Yeah, do you know what? Because I something this this doesn't sit right with me. And the thing is, I'm not I'm not criticizing Ericsson for his decision because you know football is part of his life. It's an important part of his life, and he's still young. He's what thirty years old, thirty one. So it's not as if you know he's thirty six, thirty seven, and he can play in Cyprus, Rod. You know, but <laughs> to to come back after a cardiac arrest, I don't know, man. I don't know. No, obviously they're, they're obviously they're monitoring it. I'm not saying that they're they're being negligent here, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't seem it, right with me, man. If it, if he'll have had medical um, expertise right from all over the world, he'll have had family support. The decision has to come from him from the end. But somebody has given him the green light to suggest that he can play football again, and it's on him. And every it's not a money issue. You don't want to go out. You know, as being that player, you love the game. You've got four or five years left at the top level, and you've got you've got three months to have a legacy of keeping Brentford in the Premier League. If the medical experts say you're fine to do it, I think he's well with it. He's well within his right to make that choice. And and and, and I think it's amazing that he's back on the pitch, as everybody else is. Even Brandon Williams was about to rip his head off when they were rolling around on the floor. <laughs> He ended up French kissing, like it was incredible, <laughs> incredible. I think the start to the season as well has helped him. That you, you said there, the amount of goals they got and and, and the the wins of they got, they, they stayed up in the first half of the season. Now they just like Stead says, they have to win every five games and they'll be pretty safe. Big shout out to Ellers, to Patrick Vieira as well. Them being tenth, you know, taking over from Roy Hodgson, people could he could have easily gone the other way. He's obviously playing a better stand, brand of football as well. And, and Wolves 2-0, you know, that's no mean feat, that. Now, going to Molyneux is a very difficult place to go to. Very difficult. So, yeah, yeah kudos to him. But what about Norwich, boys? I know mathematically they're still in with a chance. Mathematically, I'm using that, that term because it's only five points. But I don't know. They can see, well, they're, they're on minus 42 if you if you can't keep clean sheets and forget it, as far as I'm concerned, I also think the big boys aren't just settling for beating Norwich. They recognise that they can get their goals in, they can get their goal difference up. So I don't believe there's too many Norwich games that are calm because the opposition are that ruthless as they should be. You know, there's no forgiving that they don't only just want three points; they want three or four goals, and that's why. You're not seeing two nils and then the opposition just keeping the ball for ages. They're going for Norwich because, a little bit unfair, but they're as near to cannon fodder as you can get in the Premier League without actually being hopeless because they're not. They've got spirit and a good English manager. But I do believe the club's flat-trap bully style are going not only for the points but for the goal difference to get them up the table more. I don't even think a broken Hawkeye can save them because they don't even go up the other end of the pitch. Yeah, well... And then they, they, it's been proven that they crack under pressure. So, like I say, you know, these top pros, they're not settling for, for one and two nil. 
they're absolutely putting the foot to the floor against Norwich to make it a great day. And I think they're under immense pressure every match, more than any other team, as as what happens with most teams who are bottom of the league. So, Rod, do you want to predict who else is going down apart from Everton? And uh, not Norwich, Watford, and Everton. What? Everton have never been relegated from the Premier League either, have they? No. And they haven't been relegated. Not have yeah, ever, ever been relegated. Have they? Have ever actually been relegated? I can't, I don't No. No, it's they've been the longest serving, aren't they? Them and Arsenal. Not I, think. I don't. I think they're not. I think them and Arsenal. Let's have a look. Everton relegated. No. Everton relegation history. They went down to the old second division in 1930. That's the last time they've been relegated. I apologise. <laughs> uh, if they if they held on for eight more years, it'd have been a hundred years without going down. No, am I right? What, what happens yeah. to Frank Lampard if they go down? Well, he's been. They'll stick with him, Rob, because he's been in the championship before. Mm, I don't know, man. But that fixture list, when I seen it yesterday, I thought, ooh. That's not easy. That them or them, it's either Everton or Leeds for me. So Burnley will finish above the pair of them. I think Burnley will have enough because they, they'll 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 every two or three games. I think they'll get a win. And that'll be enough for them. Plus they've well, got that what, game in hand. Boys, you forget long. one thing about Everton. They got they got a three hundred million pound hole now because Usmanov's uh, assets have been seized. <laughs> My mate says Everton will get. Who's an Everton fan? Says they'll get in, they'll get enough points at home to stay up because Everton is such a hard place. They it's obviously not because they're towards the bottom of the league, but he believes that they will get enough home points to stay up. Nah, nah, it's, it's not Howard Kendall and Duncan Ferguson anymore, man. You can't put the ball in the box in the Gladys Street end and hope that Suns get their, their head on it. It ain't like you got, that. You've yeah, got a 50 million pound player as well that they can't play that they've just had to wipe runs with as well. Yeah. He cost 50 million quid him, didn't he? That's right, yeah. That's right. I think Swansea... Is it Swansea that they brought off? Or is it yeah. Swansea, wasn't it? Swansea, yeah. They're laughing their asses off, mate. Fuck me. Anyway, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And Steve, uh, have a good night. <laughs> Still, thank you, mate. Thank, great to see you both again. Likewise. Cheers, fellas. Enjoy your Later. night. And uh, that's it for another episode. We'll be back next week. So until next time, take care.